Hello, and thanks for joining us at the Plastics Podcast. Today, we have Trish Hyde. Trish is the Managing Director of the Plastics Circle, and this is her presentation from Plasticity in Dallas, Texas. It was part of Earth Day 2017. We hope you enjoy it. We talk circular, but it's actually what we're talking about is flat. It's not whole yet. We haven't got all of the answers. We do need to get them, and we can, but there are big challenges that need to be addressed. The ideal picture is, of course, that we get to re-harvest and re-harvest and re-harvest, and we're pretty good at it with glass. We've got good infrastructure, we've got good recycling rates and good processing rates for that colour. But when it comes to plastics and, in particular, soft plastics, there are issues. The reality for us isn't pretty. In Australia each year, we have 2,000 tonnes of plastic sent to landfill and 300 tonne recycled. We also have 20 tonne going to energy recovery. So our recovery rate's 14%. But of that 300 tonne, 200 tonne gets exported. Exporting it is our major source of recycling. So we see that as, as a major problem. You can't say that you are have a circular economy if it's just about offshoring. Interestingly, 62% of our plastic goes to Hong Kong, followed by Indonesia and Thailand, three countries that are in the top five for plastic getting into the ocean. Fortunately, there is momentum to, to make change. And in Australia, we recently had a think tank and we talked through what the challenges are. What is it that is stopping us having truly circular economies? We focused on soft plastics primarily because that is the one that we see has the least value and least recyclability. So this is what we found. There are market failures that are devaluing the soft plastic. Firstly, it's the lack of end markets. Now, we heard earlier today that there are markets wanting the plastics. Do we have the infrastructure to collect it? We need to know where those end markets are. We have a, a stock to go through, but we also have to have the infrastructure. And in Australia, we've got to have the logistics sorted out because there are vast spaces between towns. I just really want to hone in the fact that it is very, very sparse. There are massive distances. So the logistics is one of the issues that makes everything a little bit harder for us. But it does, it's not an excuse, it's just something we have to deal with. Then you have the issue of pricing. What is the price point at which recovered soft plastics is actually viable to use compared to virgin and compared to landfill costs? We've got consumer communication to think about as well because it's not really clearly conveyed. Consumers don't see necessarily the science behind uh, what it is that, you know, green claims are made and, and consumers get concerned about what actually does it all mean. It's very confusing. And if they know that a piece of plastic wrapped around a cucumber actually does extend its life, then they're prepared to buy that cucumber. Without that message, it's seen, and, and this has been proven with research, it's seen as, as such a waste, a waste of packaging. Second one is poor disposal due to lack of consumer awareness. We get high contamination rates. Not having the contamination rates is critical in getting good feedstock. 
we have made it very hard. Um, consumers are struggling to identify which bin to put their packaging in. Consumers do think that if it's got a number on it, it means it's recyclable. They don't understand the one to seven. It doesn't translate. Then you've got claims about recyclability. Uh, lots of companies are, are looking to put their own mark on, yet the recyclability may be based on theoretical recyclability. You know, technically, this material is recyclable in Europe. If we don't have the facilities in Australia, then it's not recyclable. Recycled content is also confusing consumers because seeing the word recycled, it's given a quick glance and then that material can end up in the recycling stream. There's conf major confusion between compostable and biodegradable. Compostable is, is seen as, okay, I can throw that in my home composting. Um, in Australia, we don't have many industrial composting facilities, so that word is actually causing more contamination. Biodegradable is being seen as a licence in, in some respects to actually place the, uh, the item into the environment. It's biodegradable, it must disappear, therefore it's good. So I can have biodegradable and just leave it behind in the park. Then there's items that, are, that aren't labelled. And so across the board, we have not made it easy for consumers to help us get clean feedstock. There's this perception in Australia that recovered soft plastic materials are low in quality, they're costly to get, and there's insufficient supply. Therefore, that leads to limited uptake. It's not true. We can collect. I know that this isn't unique to Australia, but you know, we do have um, in-store drop-off. It can be collected and it can be reused. What we need is agreements in the supply chain and good reverse logistics. We need to be designing, and this is where the sustainable design comes in, we need to be designing for recovery with recycle-ready packaging. That needs to be thought about up front. And we need financial solutions because every time you have a facilities upgrade, they're not cheap. And organisations, companies running them, are trying to get the maximum value out of the technology that they've put in place. Then that brings us to the other issue for the recycling facilities, which is that they are commercial and competitive. They do not want to share their technology and operational information. So as a result, it's not incredibly clear what gets recycled, where it ends up. So for us, you know, we're, quite, we're quite passionate to find out, yes, it's gone through a recycler, but did it actually get reused? And then the fourth one is curbside pickup. We do have um, a good supply coming through the retail outlets, but they are the committed people, and that is not growing. The, the feed through our retailers isn't growing. It's not available at every retailer. You have to go in store, which means you've got to make a little bit extra effort. You've got to park and get out. and oh, it's, It decreases the number of people that will actually do it. We've had a successful pilot in four councils in Australia of collecting soft plastics at curbside. Incredibly simple. They basically use the soft uh, a soft plastic bag to put all the soft plastics in, tie it up, put it in the recycling bin, and then when that gets to the facility, it's pulled out by hand. They're getting good quality, 
low contamination rates. The issue will be how readily can that be applied across the commercial operators who have different market needs. They're actually getting 75% recovery from that source. I mentioned that we're a framework. We're, we're here to help bring everybody together. We actually can't let those challenges stop us. Those challenges are there to be overcome. I want to take you through the, the challenges that we're seeing to creating circular economies. It isn't easy and it's not, it's not circular. We need to get it to that point where it can be robust and overcome any of these little glitches that seem to appear as market failures. Thank you very much, Trish. That was Trish Hyde, Managing Director of The Plastic Circle, speaking at Plasticity Dallas in 2017. To subscribe to our podcasts and videos, visit theplasticscircle.com and sign up there. Thanks for listening. Thank you.